Camper. Have no fear, happy campers is here. It's a summer camp themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Oh. <laughs> hello hello happy campers listeners uh hey what's up how's it going i'm julia i'm sammy and we're bringing you a special pranks episode do you remember that for weeks if you were a loyal listener i've been asking you to send in your pranks sammy's always like mm, oh hey uh it's sammy can you uh <laughs> like email me some pranks because like no one's emailed me pranks so I have some no people friends. email pranks so thank you to those people yeah. Um, so this is the episode. Today's the day. Pranks. Let's get pranky. We are <laughs> joined by one of our favorite people. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the pod. Danielle. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, you have quite a reputation as the ultimate female prankster just just only in the oh female boy. realm though there are male pranksters who precede <laughs> you but we could only find a female prankster i think i can handle both genders i'm just kidding you're the <laughs> ultimate prankster um and we are honored that you're here to share your pranking philosophy and your stories and you know ultimately what maybe led to your demise and not being asked Ooh. back to your <laughs> camp due to possible pranking due to over pranking Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll dive into that in a little bit. Um, I think we're going to start off by just discussing a little bit, like, what is a prank? And is it, you know, good-natured? Is it harmless? Is it harmful? Like, what are your philosophies, guys? Wanted, anyone want to define a prank? I mean, I think it's, like, a mischievous act that, you know entertains you a little. I don't think it needs to necessarily be at, I don't think it needs to be harmful, harmless, harmless. And is Um, it something that's a group effort or a solo thing? Ah, see, that's where the tricky part comes. Uh, Okay. Because, yes, I think um, having a partner in crime can be great, but you have to be really careful about who you choose. You have to be able to trust them. You have to know that they're not going to rat you out or, like, laugh during the act or right after. Because um, what happens if they laugh? It ruins everything. I mean... <laughs> or like crack. Like, yeah, crack. Yeah, like you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, sometimes I'll go solo. You know, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but one or two accomplices is, uh, is fine. Yeah. But when it becomes a whole big thing, in my opinion, it doesn't always... The execution can can be tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sammy, thoughts on pranks? I think a prank is just, it's a practical joke, right? Like, that's yeah. what a prank is. But there, there is some, like, I, I feel like some practical jokes are, like, ones that you would play in the office, like, I don't know, taking the candy bowl or something like silly, but like a prank, like a camp prank has some kind of like mischievous undertone to it. Like you're doing something that will blatantly get you in trouble. Probably if you're caught, 
And there's like a risk element to it that makes it appealing. Yeah, I think when I think of camp pranks, I see them very visually. Like it's the idea of taking something like a bed or a table that's normally, you know, always in where you would expect it to be. And then all of a sudden it's somewhere totally different. It's in the middle of the lake. It's on top of a roof. And there's just something so like absurd and weird and funny about that. And also like extremely harmless at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Parent Trap. Of course. Lindsay Lohan version. Of course. Leda. A favorite film of the pod. (laughs) Right. So I always think of that movie. Um, You know, I think it was a montage scene or just like. The hiking stuff. Not the hiking. No, the pranking part. Yeah, oh, sorry. They, yeah, they at, were at pranking camp, each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it was like Hallie's crew who yeah. did something to basically every single person in the bunk. Yeah. And I always like I laugh, but then the part that always gets me is a girl at the end who is covered in honey. Oh, yeah. I feel so bad for her. That to is me that is too far. Is that the same as the whipped cream? No, She's that the was, cream I think and that the was honey? shaving no. cream. Yeah. Uh, one had shaving cream yeah, that had like woke, a wig. They like did an outline of her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. George Washington. But the girl who's covered, the and she's honey. like, eh. That's yeah, so that's mean. Really, uh, if her hair. Yeah. yeah. If you, I don't believe in like ruining people's beds or clothes or like anything messing too like much with their hair. That's That's too far. Yeah. But like my dream has always been to like, literally take a mattress while someone's sleeping and put them in the lake or yeah. something. But that, you that, know. That's like the best scene of that movie. Yeah. I love that scene so much. Gives me life. <laughs> Gives me life. <laughs> um, so yeah, that brings into the, the, the girl covered in honey, that thing of like being the person on the other side, the one who's being pranked, and how people interpret that. Because in some ways you could look at it like, oh, wow, I guess they like thought of me and I, you know important and liked enough to like be the object of this or the opposite which is like those girls are so mean why did they do that this is clearly bullying yeah where do you th- where do you fall on especially all that especially if we're, it depends on the prank if we're doing it in the realm of the parent trap where like that was clearly beef between annie and hallie and yeah. other girls honey girl stuck. got stuck <laughs> in the middle yeah. girl she, got real i would be like why did i get the worst one out of all of them <laughs> yeah. like, that girl didn't even have a name <laughs> right she's just honey girl terrible um yeah so but i do think that like when at least when we were younger to some extent we just like we kids are feel more like coddled is not the right word because bullying is definitely like a real thing that needs to be addressed but like Mm -hmm. i don't know when we were coming up and we got pranked it was just kind of like suck it up yeah move it along unless it was a truly like mean-spirited prank like ruining someone's stuff and there's definitely something to be said about people like the way to have a prank happen to you is to be like, ah, crazy, caught me off guard. Whoa, impressive prank. Yeah. Yeah. Like you had to comp, you had to take it, breathe it in, realize that like it kind of sucked, but you live through it. And then you had to basically compliment the person who did it. (laughs) Otherwise they would feel like, did it affect you? Did you care? Yeah. Um, I also think if you are a prankster, you have to be able, you have to be willing to like be pranked as well. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, I definitely think that's true. Take it. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, though, if you are the one being pranked, you could be, like, evil and be like, I'm not going to give that person any credit. Like, I don't want them to think it affected me at all. Right. Don't give them any satisfaction. Yeah, no satisfaction. That's definitely a tactic. Yeah. Like, it didn't affect me. I don't care. I love honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love like, honey. I was actually planning on taking a bath in it anyway, yeah. so thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Save me buying honey. Right. Um... We, speaking of that, uh, when I was in 
the oldest bunk at Walden, we pulled this prank on the counselors where we stole all of their mattresses and we spelled out our like bunk theme. It's a whole thing. We don't have to talk about it. Um, in the Grove, like where all the bunks were, whatever. And through the process of that, this one counselor who like really, she was your bunk counselor, right, Julia? Some of the facts of this story don't make sense due to the year, and the year <laughs> that I remember this, but yeah, she was my bunk counselor. <laughs> Maybe it was, I think. It, okay. I think you were actually, uh, it was like uh, two years before that because it was my first summer and she was in my bunk. Oh, so it was bunk 10? Yeah. Maybe, I remember pulling that prank. Maybe we pulled it in bunk 10, whatever. It doesn't matter. The issue, the thing was, is that her nice Tempur-Pedic pillow got lost in the shuffle in the process Ooh. of this prank. And she came around to all the bunks and was like, have you seen my pillow? Where's my pillow? And we found it to be like so annoying. We were like, just take the prank. Like, we don't care where your pillow is because we were the worst. And now when I'm looking back at it, I like feel very terrible what sammy's leaving out of this story <laughs> is that uh you know she was stayed upset and no one was really like you're allowed to be this upset but she her. was really upset yeah. uh so a couple of days later and she's like the only counselor in my bunk and she slept next to me uh she packed her bags and she left and never returned to our camp I don't think that it was only because of that prank. Also, yeah. like, don't take a woman's pillow. <laughs> it's true. It's like one of the only things you have at camp. I know. Yeah. So there's it's like, like a definitely luxury. a tipping point of like pranks gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Dun, dun, dun. But also uh, pranks can be used as kind of like a unifying measure. Definitely. That's how, that's how I see it. More. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like either your bunk is uniting against the prankster mm-hmm. or you're uniting to pull a prank. Yes. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. So, so we had this thing at our camp, uh, called the bunk five trick. Yeah. And bunk five, you're pretty young. You're like 10 years old. And if you happen to be sorted into bunk five, you know, that some point over the summer, you and your bunk are going to have to plan like an epic trick prank type thing and the people a camp are sanctioned for it. prank yeah. it has to be approved by the higher ups obviously, <laughs> obviously. um but sammy was telling me that the, this tradition started because it was the owner of our camp uh who kind of told them like hey we should we should do something like this i think it would be a cool way to unite the young you know, it the was like kids. one year the kids in bunk five did not get along and they were like fighting and bickering all the time and so the owner of our camp was like you guys are gonna pull a prank oh I mean, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, low ropes just wasn't working out for them, and so they had to pull a break. When people wouldn't get along, they'd send them to, like, team-building activities, like low ropes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I'm all about that. So, but they, it's like 10-year-olds planning a prank, so it was always pretty lame. It was right. like, call everyone to the rec porch, and we spray them with water guns. Oh, the but worst. Was, yeah. Or, like, yeah, take lame. all the benches from the dining room so everyone yeah, sits on the floor stay, yeah, or something, stand. Yeah, see, I need to come up with my own pranks. Like, I don't, okay. I don't like so lame pranks. So let's get into this. What what are what were your best all time camp pranks? And, and set the stage for us a little bit of where you were at camp and how many years you went, and or you could be as vague as possible. That's cool too. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm on this I podcast like for a reason. Incognito. <laughs> yeah. No, you do whatever you. I like. don't have to say where I went, but I did go to two camps. Okay. I think um, a big reason for that is because of my pranks. (laughs) Um, So I went to camp for six years total. So the first three were at a camp in Maine. 
And then the next three were at a camp, was at a camp in uh, upstate New York. So the one in Maine, um, I think that the camp in Maine was an unofficial Olympic breeding ground, like, or training camp. Yeah, it was like... For pranking? (laughs) Not for pranking, just that's what it was. It was for sports and like, it was like more like militaristic, like... we. Know that camp. It's a very nice campus. It's it very is. beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. Um, but I don't know. Great website. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're like familiar with the inner workings, especially at that time. It was very strict. No. I didn't know uh, that. I didn't know that at all. Very strict. Um, they didn't like, they didn't really allow you to choose your own activities or you weren't allowed to have sugar. Like, I remember there was no soda, there was barely any like junk food like my god prison camp yeah like my last year that i was allowed to be there um they had just allowed gatorade as a snack like part of the snack so i thought that was a big deal like getting but when you think about it getting gatorade as a snack and like being really excited about it is kind of sad <laughs> but um so that that camp was just did not suit my personality like you guys here here's a little fact about me I was born on Mischief Night. Do you know the what night mis- before what is- Halloween? Yeah, that- really. So that yeah. makes thing. so much sense. Yeah, so I feel like I was born to be a prankster for sure. Know? Absolutely, like, I was set up. Yeah. So I mean, it's just in my nature. So when I went to that camp, it was just too rigid and too strict. So I had to take it upon myself to make it fun, lighten things up a little, create my own adventures. You know. <laughs> And so, as I said, remember, they didn't really allow sugar or sweets, but there was this one treat that they allowed called a Sky Bar. And What's that? just by me saying that, I gave away what camp I went to because <laughs> it's the only camp that like gave that out. It was this chocolate bar. It was divided up into, I think, three sections. Like One was filled with marshmallow, one was filled with caramel, and one was filled with like chocolate fudge. That, that sounds, sounds amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So they had this camp created this whole... like myth about this wizard, whatever. I'm not going to get into it, but basically, if you lost a tooth, you got a sky bar. This mythical creature whose name I shall not mention because <laughs> that would really give away what camp I went to, um, would put one under your pillow. So, Or the other way to get it is if somehow your bunk collected enough wrappers, you would get a box of sky bars. Enough sky bar wrappers? Yeah. How would you do that if you weren't so, like, getting sky bars? So sometimes, like uh, a counselor or someone would bribe you. Mm. It'd have to be like a, you know, something pretty, pretty big okay. to get a sky bar. So somehow, it was my last year at that camp. My bunk managed to get a box of sky bars, and like managed, managed, like. I don't know how. I, I honestly, I can't remember. That's not the like important Like the way fatty. that I managed to take in a second movie after my first movie without paying for it or... I mean, honestly, I just think we somehow got okay. it. Like, I, I can't remember. <laughs> Tiny point of clarification. Is a Sky Bar like a type of candy that I could buy at a store that yes. like Mars makes? We or is this something that you can't make? I don't know how to pronounce the brand. It's Necco or N-E-C-C-O. Oh, okay. Necco, yeah. yeah. They're like a pretty... Okay, so it's a thing that you could buy at a store. Yeah, but they're not at every store. Yeah. They're not at your typical candy store. Okay. So my bunk managed to get enough, and we had a box. And 
you know, every camper in my bunk was supposed to get at least one or two sky bars. And so I was just like really bored. I was so sick of going to the same activities over and over again. I was so over my counselors telling me what to do, whatever. And I had finally found my partner in crime, someone I could convince and trust to, convince you know, someone I could yeah, convince. someone I could control <laughs> to do my bidding. Exactly. And I was like, hey, you know, what would be really fun is if we like stayed back from activities and just ate everyone's sky bars. And you know how like your counselors usually go with you to your activities? I no, that no? wasn't a thing at our camp. Oh, well, it was <laughs> definitely a thing at my camp because they did not trust you. Oh. But somehow, I don't know, we just like managed to escape. I was like, let's just hang back. Because it was like, just you go chill. to... Just yeah. take a knee. Chill. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was, I remember it was like after breakfast. And we were supposed to go to our first activity. And I was like, mm, we're going to be late. AK, we're not going to go. So we AK, came back. You rolled your ankle getting exactly. there. I lost a contact lens. Yes. <laughs> I think I told my friend, I was like, just fake some kind of like illness or injury. And, and I'll help you like get to the activity very slowly. So... We had to first find the sky bars because our counselors were holding them. They were not in our possession. So we had to go through our counselor's stuff. And then I found them, and I was like, all right, here we go. We're just going to eat them. We're probably going to get really sick, so we might want to save some as well. But we have, to hide, yeah, we have to hide them. And we also have to figure out what to do with these wrappers because we can't have the wrappers. In your own areas. Right. Yeah. Or not even in our garbage cans. Like They couldn't yeah. be there. Okay. So, but you also wanted to say the rapper so you could cash in. Exactly. See? Ooh. Now you know. <laughs> I understand how the system works. Julia uh-huh. would have been your partner in crime. Yeah. You'd probably make a pretty good partner. <laughs> Although, I did bad stuff, too. Yeah. Although, I don't know. I could kind of see... I squeal and laugh and yeah. tell and say <laughs> yes, sorry exactly. very quickly. Yeah, your face is very easy to read. <laughs> yeah. So we managed to eat probably like five sky bars each because... It, we were young. They're like very rich. They yeah, sound it was like. too much. Yeah. And it was early in the morning, and it was just like, this is so stupid. Like, why did we do this? Candy. But like, it was just, it was just like a rebellion, not really against the bunk. It was against our counselors and just the stupid tradition of like, you have to go to um, these activities every day, and you only get sky bars on this occasion or the, you know, this you rare were just occasion. fed up with the whole sky bar yeah, system. Exactly. You were like, you're a sky bar withholder. It's yeah, rude. I'm exactly. with you. So I remember we ate as many as we could and then we hid the rest. Mm-hmm. And then I remember where did you hide them? So we had a closet where we each had a section um, and we hid them like up top in between like sweatshirts or shirts or anything like that. Um, didn't hide under the pillow. That's just gross, like, and too obvious. Yeah. Um, we hid them, like, in random people's stuff, like. So you spread them out. Yeah, throughout. spread you them out. You didn't hide, like, the box. You spread Mm-mm. them out throughout the bunk. Correct. Okay. And then I remember I was like, all right, we're going to take these wrappers and we're going to run. Because my sister went to camp, too. Mm-hmm. And she is just as mischievous as I am. Okay. And I was like, we're going to run to her bunk and we're going to give her the wrappers or hide them in her, um, in her bunk. So that way we can use these wrappers again, as you said, Julia, to get more sky bars. But I was going to have it be that my sister and her bunk, you know, collected enough and then they would give us sky bars, Okay, you know, not so like we did something to deserve it, but more her bunk. So it's believable. And so we ran up there. I just 
threw them under my sister's mattress. And I was like, all right, just get out of here. And went to our activity and went on our merry way. And then a few days later, <laughs> our counselors were like, um, where are the sky bars? <laughs> Which then set off a whole, like, our bunkmates were furious. <laughs> like, what the heck? Like, who took our sky bars? This is our one treasure of the summer. We work so hard to get As this. As all this is happening, you're also saying these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the heck, you're guys? You're like, oh, like, what an injustice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I wasn't going to be like, let's lead an investigation because I didn't want to be like right. that angry. I just right. wanted to match the level of anger. Right. And I told my friend, I'm like, prepare for the day that <laughs> our bunkmates find out because... You know, we have to be as angry, but you can't make it obvious. So that was a whole thing, too. And there are a lot of a lot of things that are out of your control. Like, how are the counselors going to react? Are they going to are they going to search? Yeah. yeah. And like, how crazy is their search going to be and all of that? And it really it sparked outrage. It was insane. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it seemed like it, it would spark outrage. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened? Wait, and so did you get caught? Never got caught. Are Whoa. you serious? Never got caught. I never got caught. Do your I, bunkmates know? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't talk to those people anymore. So this isn't the thing that got you not invited back? No. What did you get caught for that got you not invited well, back? Or was I it was just, just a string of risky behavior? A string of risky behavior. So okay. I would just like act out. Like I would, I wouldn't listen. I just, you know, so. You're I just one of those people. Yeah. So I think it's common at camps, especially in Maine, you would have like a shower house. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Right? So I was so disgusted by the shower house. I hated walking to the shower house, especially after I took a shower because my feet were wet. Yep. And I feel like you would just collect My needles. Yeah. everything. <laughs> dirty yeah. all over again. So one of my slight acts of rebellion was just like, I'm going to shower like every so often and which is so unlike me for anyone who knows me i am like a germaphobe and very clean um but that was one of my acts of rebellion I was how like, long did you go um because i'm with well, you on that according to the documentation that i found in my house because i found c- council reports uh-huh. about myself yep. uh it would be like three days you know Ooh, there's, amateur. uh there's evidence in the camp yearbook that under least likely to shower it says the award goes to julia linden and the timeline on that was 13 days. That's Oh, wow. I don't know the longest mm. I went, but I definitely was scheduled to shower when I was in the, the youngest bunk. Like, all my friends were at activities, and I had, you need to take a shower. <sighs> so... Mm. Bunch of dirty girls. Yeah, the, I, the, I feel like your you're like active like three days of not showering is like cute. But at my it's camp, cute. it's a really big deal. <laughs> you don't understand. Like, it was a really big deal. And I, I mean... Let's see. So my last year, we had these two French girls, which was like a really big deal, you know, because most of... Mm, classy. Most of our... we oui, we oui. Yeah. <laughs> most of the people from our bunk were from Westchester, New York City, um, Upper East Side, probably, and a few Long Island. Um, but then you threw in these random French girls, and they just did not get along with me. We did not see eye to eye. <laughs> and so this is apparently... I don't, I know I didn't do this, but this is what, you know. Tip the scale. Yeah. Okay. Um, was that they claimed I threw a chair at them. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting it to be. Now, think back to camp. Was there a chair in your bunk? No. No. No, there wasn't really 
I guess in like there the circular like, tables, there were chairs, but everything else was benches. Benches. and But no, but she's asking in the bunk. No. What about like those inflatable chairs? Those were all those the Those weren't even her. Yeah. But like that, so what like if I what? threw an inflatable <laughs> chair? But I don't think I did. Okay, they were like, that's a little girl to yeah. chair at us. Um, shout out to Juliet. That's the one I remember. Um, I think the other one was Vivian. I but think it's a, a Juliet. Back, if, you, if you could relive it, do you wish like you threw a chair at them? Yeah, absolutely. So I was sent to the camp owner's office more times than I'd like to admit, um, especially that last year. And his whole spiel was always, he'd put a glass in front and he would say, look at this glass. Oh you can either see it as half full or half empty. <laughs> this is why men cannot run all girls camps. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, come on, dude. Like, this is, it's not going to work on me. Yeah. You're like, I don't care. It's, yeah. a, it's water. Yeah. Um, and I remember after this incident, um, like I said, I had a sister at camp and her friend had a cell phone, which was like, you know, it was not allowed. It was basically contraband. And so my sister took her cell phone and called my parents and was like, listen, you're going to get a phone call about Danielle and it's not going to be good. <laughs> and they're going to say this in that it's not true, but just be prepared. <laughs> and sure enough, they got that phone call and my parents were not happy um, not happy with the camp or not happy with you? With me. They were not happy. They, my, I mean, I think my mom has like a, has a mischievous side. Like she does, but she was also all about like, you know, um, you have to act a certain way and respect authority, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. She doesn't want to get calls. She doesn't want to like kids getting into trouble. promote you getting into trouble. Right. Right. Um, and so she definitely gave me a talking to when I got home and on the phone. And after that, like, they just said, um, at, they were like, we don't want Danielle back at camp. Oh. Or my sister. That's really they, they took sad. Her too. She must have been in, like, the old, nearing the oldest bunk. Yes. She was approaching that age. And she, they were like, we don't want her because my sister and her friends were kind of pranksters, too. Mm. Um, but they were just like, no. Nope. There was just no room Throw for pranksters in like the regimented military style of this camp. Right. And can I say something that I did at that camp too, which I brought over to my next camp. I have an obsession with golf carts. I don't know why. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of them at that camp. I really do. If you ask my dad, ever since I was a little kid, all I ever wanted was a golf cart. And so only like <laughs> the most important people could drive a golf cart at camp. And I always had my eye on it. <laughs> and after I knew that, like, my chances of coming back to camp were slim to none, um, I just stole a golf cart. And I yeah. was like, oh I'm going to go like, on a joyride. It's over anyway. Yeah. Might so as well. I stole a golf cart. I brought one of my friends. And I was like, we're going to the archery hill because it oh was a God. big hill. And we're going to go. And I remember. <laughs> How old are you? Um, I was going into sixth grade. So however oh old 11. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I did a really sharp turn and she fell out oh and no. rolled down the hill. Obviously. But she was a trooper. She got right back <laughs> in that golf cart and we just kept going. And, you know, at that point I was just like a loose cannon. I just yeah. did what I... Throwing people down <laughs> Yeah. It was amazing. And I was like, watch out. And yeah. what, like... 
how much trouble did you get in for that specific thing? I assume oh, a lot. Yes. They were <laughs> like, you are not participating in night activities. Like you are going to have to, like some a counselor is going to have to sit with you in the bunk. You're going to have to read or like do extra cleaning. How did your bunk and maybe the rest of the camp treat you after something like that? Were they like, oh, sick. That was so cool. You stole that. Or they're like, that was so not cool. You were not respecting the rules. So I think, um, I don't really think the rest of the camp was, I don't think they really knew what I did, but my bunk did. And most of them were like, oh, that's cool. But some of them were like, you're ruining it for the rest of us. She's bad news. Stay away from her. Yeah, stay away. Like, we don't want her. Um, I remember one one, um, person in my bunk's parents were like, stay away from her. Yeah. I def- that definitely happened. Like, don't she's a troublemaker. I don't want her influencing you. Like, I mean, you seem to always want a buddy for your friends. So <laughs> that's true. Fair. But I found my buddy. I told you. Yeah. I didn't want at that. At and that she camp, kept going back after you left. Did, no. Oh. See, after after my demise, you know, if that's what you want to call it. PD. That's, um, what, we, that's what we called it. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> half my bunk did not return. Ooh, wow. it's a big deal. That so, is a big deal. Yeah. I don't know if... Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take credit for that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. For a bunk So let me part? ask you, was the golf cart heist worth it? Oh my 100%. Yeah. I wish, 100%. I, wish I did something like that. And like, if you could see the pure joy on my face, like, <laughs> oh my God. When your friend went flying out. Yes. <laughs> I felt a little bad, Dangerous. but... But she, it was okay. She was okay. She was fine. And she, it was actually one of those golf carts that had the back seat. So I brought, yeah. I brought more than one one person with me so the one who <laughs> sat in the back was the one who fell out okay all right i was like hey listen it happens, <laughs> it happens. that's the seat you got that's <laughs> what happens hold on. when you voluntarily get into a golf cart with an 11 year old yeah. like what do you expect exactly that's amazing um i mean should we talk about my next camp yes like, yeah so one thing so well, I what went was to, the discussion with your parents? Were they like, no more camp? Or they were like, we'll try a different camp? Oh, no. It was absolutely, we're going to try another camp. Was it, it was the directly the summer after? Like, there was no break? Correct. Okay. So I remember... Um, Did you need a recommendation? <laughs> probably. Oh, so I had to go to like a psychiatrist. Of course. <laughs> you know, like it was like, you are a psychopath. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, I probably needed like a psych evaluation to be cleared to go <laughs> I to think another camp. It, but the thing is like now looking back, it was probably that you were so bored. Like that's, I what, was. that's why you did that. You were just, you needed to fill up your time. Well, also like, I don't really do too well with authority. I've never gotten yeah. in trouble with the law or anything like that. Yet. Right. Um, but I just, I, I feel like my mom was kind of controlling. And so at camp, I just wanted to let loose and go wild. Right. Um, and whenever I found the opportunity, I would do it. And you weren't into like authority for authority's sake, right? Exactly. Yeah. You didn't suffer from what I did, which was the like wanting to be good and seen as good. And, oh, and like, absolutely liking not. when people were like, you're so good, you follow rules. But now I'm like, Ugh, time's <laughs> wasted on that. Yes, uh, that was definitely not me. I was the uh, opposite of that. Um, so there was a whole discussion of like, where are you going to go next? Because, listen, my parents needed to enjoy their summers, and that sure. meant no kids in the house. Um, so it they wasn't want to take you to Europe with them. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so it was like, all right, you clearly need a, a camp that's a little looser on the rules, maybe a little more hippie-ish. Yeah, I don't crunchy. Know. Yeah. Um, so we went on a few tours, and I remember hating all of them. 
because I was so used to the one I went to. Um, I don't know how my mom found out about this next camp that I went to, but it was run by two Jewish doctors from Long Island who mm-hmm. are twins. And I remember guys, them, girls, guys. And I remember them coming over to my house and like showing me the video, sat through many videos, yeah, like pitches, um, and them talking to me and being like, listen, like we got your back, like we'll make this experience everything you wanted and more. We have this and that. And here's a big difference about this camp, which was I, I couldn't, you know, it took a little while to handle. My first camp was all girls. This one was co-ed, mm-hmm. which is a completely different environment. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I didn't know how I felt about that. It wasn't just, it wasn't that I didn't like hanging out with boys or anything, but when you're at a camp with all girls, there's, it's, you, you know. can let your freak flag which, fly. Yeah. Which you were yeah. doing. And it's like, how can I do that in the same way? What's it going to be like? Yeah. Yeah. And one thing about my first camp, which I actually liked, which a lot of people didn't, was that it had a uniform. Yeah. I was all about the uniform because I didn't, then I didn't care what I wore. It was just like, I knew I was wearing those shorts, that shirt and that, or some, you know, variation of that. At this next camp, there was no uniform policy. Okay. They had, um, you know, they had their colors and you could order the uniform, but it was only for like color war, like formal events. So I had a lot of prejudgments about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember before I went to the camp, they set up this day where I went to the Westchester Mall and they invited a few different types of girls from my age group and had me hang out with them. What did you guys do at the Westchester? <laughs> hang out so in the food court? Get ate, bourbon chicken? <laughs> we ate at City Limits. Of do course. you remember that? Yeah, of course. And, um, right by the Verizon store? Yes. And then we just like walked around. Um, and they were clearly trying to figure out which bunk okay, I, yeah. to put me in, like yeah. the loser bunk or the cool bunk. Oh, obviously I was in the loser bunk because. But like, the loser the, kids are the coolest kids now. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so I think when you go to a, a new camp, you have to you have to have your guard up a little and like kind of scope out the scene, mm-hmm. especially and, when you're a little older. Yeah, yeah. And I I knew a lot of those girls had been there for a couple of years. Yeah. So they were very used to it. So I had to figure out my place at this camp. And, and, you're, this and you're like 12, 13 at this age? Yeah. So I had, um, I was going to seventh grade. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it took me a few weeks. And then I was like, you know what unifies people? Bringing people together is a harmless prank. Hey. Yeah. Back to the prank. Exactly. <laughs> so I really like how you're, you're like, you know, I laid low. Mm-hmm. Kind of got the lay of the land and then yeah. resurfaced as my true self. <laughs> exactly. But like very, very minor harmless ones to begin with. Um, like what kind of stuff? So to begin with, I think I believe, and I think I think the way I um, I unified a few people was like, let's do something to our counselor, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it was like, that's someone who wasn't our age and we all, you know. Like common enemy, exactly. Like, just like know. a common, unless you like them a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's always one counselor who's like just did not fit in, or clearly yeah. like is not meant to be a counselor. Especially in like the those middle bunks, that, yeah. You know, like the age of like ten to fourteen. Yeah, there's always counselors in there that are like, "What am I doing here?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one was just like, "Oh, let's let's do something like." Um, let's switch her shoes around or let's 
just put something under her mattress or in her pillow or something like that. Um, or let's like, let's switch her like shampoo or conditioner. I remember that. Mm. And so that like started. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I can't honestly remember what the switch was, but it was just like, all right, now my full like, frankly, let's, let's go. <laughs> um, so, and at that point I had friends yeah. and I was like, all right, let me, uh, let me scope out who my, who my partner of crime is going to be this time at this this bunk. Scoping um, out that PIC. Yeah. So I found her. Um, and I think I found one other. And I did, at this camp, I had a prime target for three years. Oh, I no. felt bad. Um, Who was your target? Do I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to say her name. I'm don't scared. Say her don't name. say it was her a name. Girl, it was a girl, a girl in, in my bunk. In your in bunk. Your bunk. And this little disc- thing. And she was like a weakling? Or she was did yes. she deserve it? Yes. Why? Very annoying. Okay. <laughs> like, annoying little like bookworm or something yeah. type? Yeah. Those were always the ones I went after. Yeah, but she was like really into camp. I hated books. <laughs> yes, but she was really into camp, um, but small in size, um, a goodie two shoes, but also, yeah. also had a little bit of attitude to her. Like she was feisty. She would get oh, into like physical. Like faux goodie two shoes? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, she didn't mind like a harmless prank, but. At the same time, she's so gullible. Like, oh my God, you're so easy to mess with. Yeah. It's just, it's too good. Let's see. Okay, what was the best, like, kind of like gullible, like, lie that you told her prank? And then what was the best, like, physical thing that you did to her? Mm. Um, let's see. I remember, like, convincing her about something or, you know, something was going wrong or something like that. That was usually what I did. Yeah, gaslighting so, her. Yeah. So I remember, well, one time we were just, like, sitting around and I was like, Oh my god! Ew, there are like bugs in your hair. Oh my god, they're like crawling out. Oh my god, you have bugs like everywhere. It's disgusting. You need to like. <laughs> That's like the stuff people would do to me. It was so mean. Well, did it and to her, especially because lice is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she ran back to the bunk and told our counselor, and the counselor was like, "We need to do a bug check. Oh, like this no. is disgusting." And then she they ripped all a- her hair off. No, not that. But they ripped apart her bed. Oh, God. They <laughs> took out all her clothes. They like rewashed it, and turns out there were no <laughs> bugs. Her fake lice. Oh yeah. my God. And so she was like, "It was always like." Why did you do that, Danielle? Or, oh, enough, Danielle. I can't stand you. And I'm like, only more. You were like, I'm sorry. I thought I saw a bug. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that I did, and this was really just for my entertainment, mm-hmm. pure entertainment, and it, was, it wasn't an everyday thing, but it was definitely an every week thing, was I would just go in. So at this camp, we had, it was a walk-in closet, and there were two sides to the bunk, so each side had their own walk-in closet, and everyone had their own section mm-hmm. where you kept your stuff. So I would go in, and I would take one of my counselor's stuff, like one of their items of clothing, and just throw it into another section of the, of the <laughs> closet. Every, like, every week. And every week she'd be like, where is my sweatshirt? Where is my shirt? And, and I'm like, like oh. we don't know. <laughs> so sometimes... Did you lose it in the laundry, maybe? Yeah. So sometimes I would throw it or sometimes I would put it in someone else's section of the of the closet. And then I would do it to this counselor all the time. But then sometimes I would do it to one of my, you know, my former bunk mates um, who I was actually friends with. But I knew 
she would have a crazy reaction. You have to choose people who would have a crazy reaction but wouldn't like do something insane to you. Right. So I I remember one time I took I th- I think like I just went after it with my counselor. I was just like, I'm so fed up with you. So I took probably like five of her shirts and I spread it out around the closet and then I took her shoes and I just threw them, like threw them up because you had like a top section um, and then a bottom like, and I just threw like a pair up there and a pair down there. Um, And every, she'd be like, guys, I know that someone is moving my stuff. (laughs) <laughs> who is it? Like, who is it? And you can't have cameras in the bunk. Obviously. You know, and I would always do this at random moments during the day, never at night because it was just too risky. You never knew who was sleeping with one eye open. So you can't, you cannot. Really, the train girl. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Um, and I couldn't do it first thing in the morning. So I would do it really randomly like, like when you came back to change between yeah, activities. yeah yeah and I knew that like maybe there would be two or three other people on the other side of the bunk or something <laughs> I it was so entertaining and it lasted the entire summer and she got so angry and they brought in like the the group leader they brought in the the head of the girl side and they you never fessed up no <laughs> never ever and oh and I never you guys, I also never told anyone in my bunk about this. So, like, Whoa. this is the first time <laughs> I've ever talked about this. I'm like, all this, and I'm just like, I hope that in between summers, during the year, like, you did con- continue going to this therapist. <laughs> oh, I no. thought you were going to say in between summers she continued pulling pranks, which we know for a fact is true because she told us a full story about it when we marched a few weeks ago. What, which one? You like told your friend that you were doing the science project with it, oh, but PowerPoint yeah. failed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. It was around when um, Punked was really popular. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I decided Punk'd to make my. like your dream show. It really was. I, also was I was obsessed with Ashton Kutcher, too, for Makes some sense. weird reason. Did you have Von Dutch hat? Oh, no. You asked that already. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I like pulled my own Punked episode yeah. for that as well. <laughs> you're really you're like a big punk. Yeah. Real life prankster because we were talking about this a little when we were thinking about this episode like there's something about camp that makes it a very safe space to pull a prank right like yes what are your real repercussions of pulling a prank at camp like you get into trouble yeah yeah it camp. makes you look at a cup and yeah. you're like half empty half full <laughs> yeah. exactly like really there's like no real fallout from unless you unless, you, ask, don't. unless you don't get asked right back. exactly but like it's just like such a safe space. Like if you went around pantsing people at work, you would be yeah, arrested. Yeah. <laughs> and at school, it's a little harder too because like they could, it could affect your grade or, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I mean, I was, you know, I messed around a little in school too. Yeah. But I was also careful and I carefully selected which classes yeah. I thought I could get away with I mean, you were a it. smart prankster where yeah, you were like... You know, I got a life and a reputation to uphold, so I'm gonna you know be strategic about who I attack. Yeah, and can I say, especially in school, like I could get away with it because I'm like innocent little me. Like, what girl would pull a a prank? You know, (laughs) that's what boys do. Bad boys, exactly. And I and the classes that I chose always had one or two like class clowns that were boys, and I'm like. Look at them, yeah, but also like amateurs. Did you ever um, do that thing where you like? 
the teacher leaves for a couple minutes and you change the clock and like move it forward. So then you're like, class is done. We definitely tried that. I did that like, in driver's ed once. <laughs> it's kind of great. Yeah. Um, let's see. I know. I mean, I have other things that I did at camp if you want. To. Tell us. Remember how I said I took my golf cart? Yeah. You know, yeah. Prank <laughs> we with me. Yeah. So at this camp, there was a whole, I think it was called like heaven, this area. It was a golf course slash like. Yeah, it was a golf course, basically. Uh-uh. And it was just like acres and acres of just open That's field. Nice. That's really nice. Yeah. So I'm like, my dream would just be to take this golf cart and <laughs> drive. Yeah. <laughs> so as I said, I would, I would look at the golf cart every day, and I'm like, when can I take this thing for a ride? <laughs> and this happened my last year at this camp. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. We're just going to go, guys. And it was the, I think she was like the athletic director for the girl's side. Um, she stupidly, in my opinion, left her golf cart with the keys in it. You don't do that when you have kids around, okay? <laughs> um, she left it in front of my bunk. And I mean, like, that's basically yeah. asking for trouble. Like yeah. yeah. And it was like shower hour, I remember. And I was like, well, I'm clean, so <laughs> enough. <laughs> here we go. Um, so I was like... To my, um, what is my partners in crime? Yeah, thank you, partner in crime. I was Your like, PICs. Yeah, my PICs. I was like, you guys, let's go. It's and we go, go time. Camp. Yes, and we went, and we went nuts. Like we went all over heaven. I was like, I don't care if she finds <laughs> out. I really like. This is we're just gonna live the dream and Amazing. like driving up. He finds out, yeah, she walked out and saw that her golf cart was missing. Yeah, but how do you know who it is? I returned the golf cart, but not in the same place where she left it. That was my question. Did you never get in trouble for this either? Uh, No, I did not. Holy crap. I would have played so many more pranks if I thought I could get away with it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. and then I remember one time I like poured ice water in a girl's shower. Oh, man. Just to like, you know. That's just a quick shock to the system. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do the warm water in the night? See, that to me is going too far. I think so. I don't believe in making anyone involuntarily pee themselves. themselves. That's too far. This is fair. That's Um, fair. That's awesome. I think, I I feel like it'd be fun to chat with while Danielle's here if we share some of our favorite pranks that we pulled or something like that. Yeah. Um, Do you have one? Yeah. So this is kind of like, I feel like Danielle got a lot of her mischief stuff off her chest and (laughs) I think I've represented myself. Do you feel like you just had a therapy session? Basically, yeah. Thank you. So there's definitely, you know, group pranks and all these things to share that, that we did, but I feel like I need to get this kind of mischief part of me, you know, I need to share it. Um, which is, so I was in, mm, I think I was probably about 12, like, you know, in between summer, not a lot was going on. Uh, I had my friends, but I, you know, still in the middle of everything. And I was heading up to camp and at the time those yo-yo balls were really popular. So I'm talking about those gooey ones where they had like a little string that went onto your ring finger and then it was a cord type thing and then a ball and you would squeeze it and like it was just like yeah. a lot of toxins were inside and you would just like throw it against a wall and yeah. they were fun. They were super fun. It was trendy at the time. So the night before camp, my parents take me into New York City and we go to Chinatown and have this like fun little adventure. And I see them and my mom's like, oh, you like those? I'm like, yeah, they're amazing. Like they're, everyone loves them. And instead of being like five or $10, they're only, in Chinatown, they're like a dollar each. So she 
gets me a 24 pack and is like, bring these up to camp and share them with your bunk. I think it'll be good. And she was like, you'll make friends. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> Thanks. Buying uh, friendship. Yeah. So I go up to camp. I take the, you know, unpack my duffel the next day. Everything's good. And all of a sudden I see like a crowd of my bunk mates just like behind me looking at this 24 pack being like, holy crap, that's awesome. <laughs> and I, I realized that the excitement and I turn around and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, you guys like these? And they're like, yeah, those are so cool. Oh, you have so many. <laughs> are they for us? And I start getting those questions and I hear, I go, oh, no, actually my mom got them all for me because she knows how much I love them. But I guess I guess I could give them to you guys but I I would have to get money in return <laughs> I'm just gonna sell them oh my god and they ask how much and I say let's go I think I went for three dollars each and it had to be all quarters holy shit because you at the time I was addicted to diet coke and there was a soda fount sorry a soda shed and the cokes were 50 cents so I was like I could make a ton of coke money also uh, making more money than your mom paid for them to begin with good yes. good note very true no I realized that and I was so I, I realized this ha- it all you're, happened very quickly like, I didn't think about just it just like a small econ yeah I thought I was gonna savant. share them and give them away for free <laughs> yeah. but I realized there was an opportunity to yeah, you know make some stuff and and feed my addiction to (laughs) diet coke uh and so i did this for the first couple weeks and they sold quickly they started selling out i had 24 so i had a bunch uh you know eight bunk mates maybe so like they all bought them everyone's playing with them they're happy i start getting you know young kids older kids coming to the bunk being like hey we hear you have these we really want them and for these people i would like bump it up to i think like four dollars all quarters again because Uh, you know they weren't like friends of the bunk uh so this, you know, I, I basically was almost sold out. I still you had, had like an empire. Yeah, I still had like three or four left that hadn't sold yet. Everyone's enjoying them, and then after a couple of days, they're all using them. Like a couple of them break, and the toxins go everywhere, <laughs> and they're upset. And they come to me and say, "Hey, this broke. I want a replacement." And I realize they're all going to break eventually, and I don't have enough to replace them. And so I just make a hard, fast rule of just like, that's not my problem. No, right. you break it, you buy it. You break it, it you <laughs> buy it. And my whole bunk starts to like turn against me and hate me a little bit because I, you know, turned out to just be a little crappy kid. Uh, but they, you know, they, it's fine. And then a couple weeks later... You weren't a crappy kid. You were a greedy mob owner. That's and, what I was get, and I was like, my, my area, my little cot was just filled with sodas. <laughs> I was drinking for oh my five a day. And so fast forward to visitors weekend, my mom comes up and she's like, how's everything going? Da, da, da. And she sees that everyone in my bunk still is playing with their... One, if they didn't break it, they're still playing with their things. She goes, oh, I'm so happy you guys like these. I'm glad you all love them. I was so excited that Julia could give them to you all. Whoa. And my whole bunk, then they tell my mom, and they go, <laughs> oh, she charged us three or four dollars each. And my mom is so upset with me, obviously, <laughs> makes me like pay everyone back and like gives them the money. And then just, yeah, and my whole bunk like hated me for a long time and thought Ooh, I was a crappy kid. That was rough. So that's mischief. That you were able to recover from that though? Yeah, I like was really nice to people for a really long time. All right. Yeah, they still like, like think like no one trusts me, no one would do them. business with me, but um but I would like tried to be a good friend for a while. That was a good one. Yeah, that's good, Julia. The best camp prank that I pulled was um I was a counselor. I was writing 
counselor show, which is this thing at camp at the end of the summer, the counselors put it on and it's like a pretty much a show that like makes fun of all the funny things that happened at camp the whole summer has the same plot every year, but whoever's writing it is a huge secret. The campers say they want to know, they make predictions about who they think is writing it, but like they never truly know it's a big deal. And so I was writing it that year and, um, I got told like right before parents weekend and then the trips that leave after parents weekend are the bunk, the two oldest bunks, like fun trips. We call them pleasure trips, which is a really dirty term. <laughs> and, uh, so the bunk tolvers were going to Canada. The oldest kids were going to Canada and the second oldest go to, uh, like Bar Harbor in Maine. Bahaba. Got the yeah. t-shirt. <laughs> so the thing is, is that I was like a pretty, well-known counselor. It was my fourth summer as a counselor. And if I wasn't going on one of these really big trips, it was a pretty good indicator that I was writing counselor show. Like that would be the thought. And so we had to come up with some scenario that was like why I wasn't right, why I wasn't going on a trip, but also why I wasn't writing counselor show. And so we came up with this scenario that I took one of the motorboats out late at night with the boys to, t- to let them go fishing. And we were at like a big cookout dinner right before the trips got announced. And Kathy, the director, the director of camp came and pulled me out of dinner and like took me down onto like down to the baseball diamond. So everyone could see, but they couldn't hear what was going on. And then she pretended to just scream at me for like a good 10 minutes. And she was like, and then the assistant director came and I like pretended I was crying, except I was laughing really hard. And they were like yelling. They were like, how could you do that? So irresponsible. I'm yelling at you right now. Just like yelling. And I was like, and then I ran away. And then one of my other counselors followed me. And then some of the kids followed because they wanted to like, they pretended they were casually getting something from their bunk, but they wanted to like (laughs) see what it was. Right. So then they like knew that I got into trouble, trouble. And then they were all very dramatic about it. They were like, Sammy, you have to tell us what happened. And I was like, no, I can't tell you. It hurts too much. I'm so sad. And they were like, no, 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 you owe it to us to tell us. And I was like, okay, guys, I really messed up. I took out this boat with the boys and like, I just got into trouble and I was supposed to go on seashore, but now I, I can't go. They took me off the trip and I just have to stay in camp and I'm so sad. And they bought it. They like were so quick to believe that I would do something like that, and that that was the whole explanation for the whole scenario. <laughs> and then uh, I just stayed in camp and wrote counselor show. And then when it came out, they were like, "What?" <laughs> like they could they not believe you. it. They were so shocked. I like that prank. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of well thought harmless. out. Like, yeah. yeah. Harmless. yeah. It was pretty good. It was pretty good there. And uh, that wraps up our <laughs> pranking discussion with Danielle. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing all the mischief that is you. Yes, thank you. You're quite the prankster. Yeah, and you just have like a real like swa- swagger, prank swagger, pranky sk- swags. Thank you. Um, okay. I'll take that. I wish I had a different word for that. Sammy, you want to try? A je ne sais quoi. A je ne sais quoi prank. <laughs> yeah. You have a je ne sais quoi. Yeah, some juge. Yeah. All right. Thank we you. are impressed. That's we, what the French girls would say about you, at least. Uh, before, <laughs> after they throw a chair at you. Exactly. They go, are you coming back next summer? I miss you. Mm. <laughs> that did not sound French. Mm. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. All um, right. We bow down 
Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, big shout out again to our wonderful producer, Caden. And um, love you, Cades. Uh, get out there and go, go prank. Go prank. You know, in a safe environment. Try not to get in trouble with the law. But otherwise, you know, prank some on. Stuff. And uh, in the midst of all your pranking, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. That's where we're at. That's we're always we're hanging at. out on iTunes. We're on the iTunes. Or you can find us on our website, happycamperspodcast.com. Or on Instagram, at happycamperspodcast. Tweet at us, at happycamperspod. And our email is happycamperspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. Day is done. Gone the sun. We out. Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.